With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Each episode, we will speak to a new guest, get to know them, and hear their stories about Liverpool Football Club. Hi everyone and welcome to Season 2 of the Road End Podcast. Today I'm joined by former Red Lee Peltier. Lee has gone on to play over 500 times in the Football League, including the Premier League, Championship and League One. Okay, thanks for joining Lee. How are you, mate? I'm all good, thanks mate. Um, thanks for uh, asking me to come on. No, it's, it's no problem. So just We're getting as many um, Liverpool coaches, players, things like that yeah. on. So it's obviously it's good to have you on. Um, yeah. I want to get into the first things about your Liverpool career. Um, yeah. I won't go too much into all of your Liverpool stuff because I know your career has been... I've been looking through then. I can't believe yeah. how long can't you've know. been around because you make me feel old now. <laughs> um, so, when did you first sign for the club? I signed for Liverpool when I was about... I think it was about nine or ten. I was... Um, I signed from Tramia. I was at Tramia first. As I was only there for a brief spell. But I think uh, Liverpool spotted me at Tramia. And I was playing for the Liverpool schoolboys as well. And then, um, yeah, signed from there. Okay. So, when did, did you get a call or was someone approaches when you were playing? Um, it, was, it was a bit mad. I can't really remember that much. But I didn't know there was people coming to my house and that at the time, like, um, to speak to my mum. But I had clubs. I had, like, Everton and um, all other clubs coming to the house and that. So, at the time, it was just, like, um, which club I wanted to go to. I assume you was a Red when you was a kid then. Yeah, yeah, I've always, all the family, everyone, we've always been Reds. And when you, obviously, you come through the ranks at the academy and stuff, you made your debut, was that at Redding in the Cup? Yeah, at Anfield, yeah. How did you find out that was going to happen? Um, I think like a few, obviously it was the Cup game, so always a few youngsters would get um, asked to go up and train with the first team. And um, I got asked to go with a couple of the other lads. And I think it was about two or three days before we started like training with them and then and like when he was doing the team shaping up for bloody hell, got a chance here. And then he he, he pulled me and said, like, you're going to play, which was great. Uh, I was made up. They had a decent team though, Redden, didn't they, back in the day? They did, yeah. I remember they had like um, Leroy Lita. I think Shane Long was playing as well in that game yeah. as well. Um, Sidwell. Yeah, a couple of the old, old, Sidwell, yeah. A couple of the old schoolers, yeah. yeah. How was it playing in the Atatech? Um, the Atatürk was amazing. I, I, honestly, like, so, look back at it now, it's so surreal. You know, obviously I'm getting to the end of my career now and I've been looking back at it. That sort of stuff that I achieved when I was younger, like, no one can take that away from me. It's one of the proudest moments for me and my family. I absolutely loved it. Unbelievable. Well, what was it like to play under Benitez? Because I've had a few players on from, like, your generation of the team <laughs> at Liverpool. Yeah. And um, I get mixed bags. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the local lads are a bit, um, I'd say, a bit different compared to like the lads who are from Europe and stuff. Yeah. Like that, so. Yeah, he was, um, he was all right. He was okay. Didn't really interact with him that much. He kept himself to himself, sort of thing. And he was, 
he was a man on the pitch, like done his talking on the pitch, like tactically and, and stuff like that. Weren't really like where you can build a relationship with them, like how are you, how is what you're doing tonight or anything like that. Everything was just football. But I didn't really spend that much time with them. But even the time I did spend, like as a young guy, but um, I think that's the way he just managed. Uh, I've come across him a couple of times since. And he's been sound like he remembered me and all that. So, uh, he, yeah, he was all right. Yeah. I think it's just a culture thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, being a scouser, everyone's that you can go to the shop and have a conversation for an hour with the, the, with the fellow who works behind the till, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I think that's what you're just used to. Is there any funny stories from him from back in the day? I think one time, I remember when um, I was training with them and, and Robbie Fowler kicked the ball and he was looking the other way. And it hit him in the, in the in the face, nearly knocked him out. That was, that, that, that was quite funny. That was like that was um that was funny. But um, other than that, no, I think that's that happens on the training grounds all the time. Though, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, how did that go down? Don't think he was too happy. Like I don't think he was too happy. It was just one of them moments where everyone just stops and like don't know whether to laugh or do yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, me as a young lad, like I was, I couldn't, I couldn't be seen to be to be laughing. Imagine that. Do you know when it comes to leaving the club? How did yeah. you find out it was all going to happen? Because obviously, I can imagine if if you're not from Liverpool, it, it doesn't feel as like doesn't feel as painful, really. But being a scouser and getting told that the club is selling, you know, how did it come about? Um, it was weird, really, because I went out on loan after I like played them games. Um, I went out on loan, and um, I went to Hull first. And then at the end of my spell at Hull, it was only because at the time you could do emergency loans. It was only an emergency loan. And I think I played the back end like six, seven games at Hull and I loved it. And he was talking me um, going um, after that loan spell back to Hull, but didn't materialise. And um, when I went back for pre-season, done the pre-season with the first team and that, and then it was just like, oh yeah, you can go on loan. So I've done another loan spell at Yeovil. At first, it was a, a six-month loan, and then after the six months, I was just told, like, basically, Yeovil want to buy you, and we're happy to sell you. So it was, it was, um, didn't really, it was just happened so quick. Didn't really get a chance to think about it. Really, it was just like, oh yeah, you, you, you've left Liverpool, and then, um, as I say, as me, because my family and all that are still there, I was always in Liverpool, so it was just, it was just weird. Yeah, I've noticed, I've checked most of your clubs out, and I've seen a couple of podcasts with you on, and. Seems like you follow Neil Warnock about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what's the relationship with him? Why, why does he trust you as much as he does? I just think because I've done well for him. Um, I've had success with him. We've been promoted together. We've had um, we've had some good times together. And uh, he's one of them fellas. If you do well by him, he, he stands by you sort of thing. He knows what he's getting. Um, he, he trusts you. But um, yeah, we had some good times. We had some great times. Yeah. Is he as mad as he looks? Do you know what he is, but he's he's funny. He's proper funny. He's a genius. You can see what he's just done at Huddersfield now. I know. He's, he's got to go down as one of the all-time managers of of as of his era, um, considering what he's just done. But yeah, he's a great fella. Honestly, he's he's such a he's a he's a proper fella. Yeah. How how do you think he's done that? Because obviously you've spent time at Huddersfield and you've probably seen how the bad situation yeah. that they were in. How's he done that? Because they looked dead and buried, didn't they? Honestly, mate, I thought they were dead and buried myself, and I thought it. I thought it, Gaffer, don't go. It's one too much for you. Like it's yeah. it's a bit too much for you because they were in a terrible, terrible place. And obviously, he's gone in there, and he. I, 
people ask me what how does he do it and you just can't put your finger on it because he it's not doesn't do that much on the training pitch i think it's more his man management skills like he gets everyone on side um he, he builds up a good relationship with all the players and you, you just want to go to war with him and he, he he's um he's one of them as i say if he trusts you, you you can't do any wrong by him do you know what i mean so um yeah he's done absolutely unbelievable yeah it's it's mad where they've come and where they are honestly now. yeah 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 um i see i was watching your 10 pint podcast the other day and i've been on there with the yeah. lads and did a good laugh and um i seen a story when you was at leeds about brian mcdermott um yeah half time so yeah do us a favor run through that story for anyone who hasn't heard it oh i can't even remember who we were playing <laughs> can't remember but we were getting pumped at half time it must have been about four nil or something and we've got in the changing rooms and he, he he's pulled me off and obviously i, I was uh i was fuming i went like it was four nil it was a bad game you know what i mean he had to do something but i was fuming that he pulled me off so he just said you're coming off and obviously out of anger i've just been had my head down and taken my boots off and then i've just slammed the boot on the floor and i didn't realize i've just slammed it dead hard and it just bounced up and it hit him like on the on the on the shoulder and I've just looked up and he's looked at me and I thought, shit, like, <laughs> I didn't, didn't mean it at all. Do you know what I mean? But uh, obviously we had words after the game and all that about it. But um, as I said, it weren't meant at all, but it's just one of them things. Well, how was it being at Leeds? Because obviously it's back in the day more so than now. They're mm. a massive rival of Liverpool, United and all the bigger clubs. Was the pressure there, even though it weren't, you just weren't in the Premier League at the time? Yeah, definitely. It's a massive club. I, I say I didn't. I didn't realize how big of a club it was. Uh, it's backed massively by the fans. Um, they've got a great training uh, ground set up and a great stadium. Everything. It's a big, big club. Do you know what I mean? You you put it in probably your top six clubs in in England, just mm-hmm. with the history and everything of it. So um, yeah, the fans. Um, they expected. They 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 expected success. And obviously they went through a bad period of the time when they were changing over hands from Ken Bates and stuff like that. But obviously they've had a few seasons in the, in the Premier League now, which have, they sort of sustained themselves. So uh, I know they're in a relegation battle now, but hopefully um, they can stay up. When you was there, was it was they going through the change of the ownerships? Because it, it looked like it was just chaos. Yeah, it was. Um, they were going through. I think they had they they, they had a they got bought by some. I'd be, Dubai-based company, GFH or something like that. I can't even remember what it was called, but anyway, it was all madness. Like They bought it, but actually didn't have any money to put into the club. So then wow. they sold it to the, um, that Masimo Cellino. He was a madman. And then he come in and just went mad and done all his own things, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was. Um, he, he just got rid of everyone, brought his own players in. He was like sacking players because of the number they wore. Um, he was just dead superstitious. Honestly, he was mad. You couldn't, you couldn't write it. Some of the things he he was doing up there, but obviously he, he left, and then these owners have come in now, and it looks like they, um, they they've done well with the club. A couple of years back, he was at um, well, a couple of years feels like yesterday. Um, you're at West Brom. Yeah. Um, it didn't work out as well as you'd have wanted in the end. You're on the bench not only as a West Brom player, but as a yeah. Liverpool fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like when yeah. that Allison had winning? It was a strange feeling because it was like a it was like a oh my god moment when it? it was like yeah that was absolutely unbelievable and 
obviously I'm on the opposite, opposite side, so I couldn't be seen to like stand <laughs> up. And you know, if I was in my house, I would have been going mad, or like, you know what I mean, if it was against anyone else. But I remember when um, he was going up, he was walking up at the corner, he was jogging up, and I was speaking to one of the coaches, and he was actually talking to me about football's mad because Liverpool battered us at the time, and I think it was nil nil or one one. We were drawing anyway, and he was like, "It's crazy, isn't it? Like they've been all over us, and we're going to come away with a point." Oh. And I was like, yeah, it's crazy. And as he, as was speaking about it, the corners coming in, and you could just see that you could just see the the space appear for him, and he's just jumped up and he's just absolutely banged it in, and we just both looked at each other and went, oh my god, it was absolutely it was like surreal to be there, but it was mad because um, obviously it was lockdown and there was no yeah. fans in the stadium at the time, so you can only imagine if there were fans and that in the stadium, all the one absolutely mental, wouldn't it? But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was un- it was unbelievable to see it live. Actually, yeah. What was um what was holidays like after that and the changes? Um, I can't remember what he said, you know. But he was he was sound. I got on with him. He was sound fella. He was just he was a bit similar to Warnock. Oh really? Um, yeah. Yeah, sort of like what you get is what you see, like sort of thing, like straight to the point. Um, I got on with him, and he was with Sammy Lee, Sammy the Lee there, who went all well. So yeah. I got on with the pair of them really well. And obviously, he didn't have that much time to, to keep us up, but he, he tried his best. Do you think he's going to keep Leeds up? I think it's a big ask, but uh, they've tried everything, haven't they? And if, if anyone can do it, him or Warnock. True. Uh, do you know, um, yeah. now when you put just touching on lockdown as well, as a fan, it was obviously grim for us to sit there watching our Natalie all the time and stuff like that. Yeah. But as a player, is it? Does it add to the occasion when you've got fans in the ground? Obviously, it does in the massive games and stuff, but how was it going in there knowing it was empty? Yeah, it was mad. It was mad. I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, as people say, I know it's a cliche, but fans make football, and, it, and yeah. it's true. Um, you want to go out and perform in front of people. You're going out in front of, in, in front of, in front of no one. Yeah. In like 60, I remember we went, went to Tottenham and the stadium just been done, and it wow. was not a single person in there, so it was just like weird feelings, you know what I mean, where you can imagine full house in there, the electric. Yeah, weren't the same, didn't enjoy it at all. Um, you need the atmosphere in there, and it just gives you that little bit of fire in your belly. And I, I know you should be motivated to go out and, and play whatever, but when you're used to having fans and that in there, it's it's totally different. Do you feel that wasted the experience at Tottenham? Because I, I went there um, early in the season, that ground is unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would have loved it. Like I haven't been there while it's been been full, so obviously yeah. it was wasted time. It's not wasted because I can say I played there, but I haven't really played there, have I? Like properly yeah. in front of a, a full house, which would be amazing. Um, but the as, as you said, the stadium's actually unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know? So you're at Rotherham now. Um, yeah. How long's your contract at Rotherham for? My contract's up. Um, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I've just finished a year. I only I only done a year because of my age and that now. It's one of them where you just go on year by year and see where it takes you. But um, yeah, finished now, but we had a great season, done what we set out to achieve and staying up and giving the club a bit of um, structure for, for next season in the Championship, which is going to be a really, really tough league next season with the teams coming down and the teams coming up from League One. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're in a good place. They've got a good manager in place. That's really good. I like him. And I think uh, the club's in good hands with him. What, what's the plan for you now, then? Do you know what? I'm just, um, I've am just i just finished. So, um, I'm just going to have a little bit of time 
time out to let the dust settle because it's it's so hard to make decisions when you're just literally finishing. You need a little bit of time to yourself and to to reflect to see if you still want to play. Yeah, so I'll have a bit of time, have a little holiday with the family and stuff like that, and um, we'll see see what happens. I mean, the phone's still the the phone's still ringing, so I've still got options, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but we'll just uh, I'll have a couple of weeks to myself and then look back at it and and, and see. How's the body coping then? Obviously, 30, 36 now, is that right? 36, 37 this year, yeah. Um, the body's all right, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just lucky to have good genetics, I think. <laughs> um, honestly, um, this season I've done 35 games um, in the Championship, which is which is a relentless league. Um, yeah. Obviously, I've had little, little niggles here and there, which is totally normal. But... Um, yeah, I feel good. I've always kept myself in good shape, though. I've always, I always work out and, and stuff like that. And as, as I said, I think, lucky enough, I have good genetics to go with that. Um, I don't really feel like I'm slow. Obviously, I'm slowing down, but not the way I would have thought. I, you know, because people say at 35, that's it, you're done. Yeah. But no, I, I don't feel like that at all. I feel, I feel I can still keep going. I think it's whether it's more of a mindset, a mental state, if you want to keep playing. Yeah. Um, because my body still feels good, and as I said, I've always kept myself in a in a in a in a good place with with my body. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll keep training all through. I'll have a couple of weeks off, but I'll keep ticking away hmm. uh, just in case I do go back. So, have you been playing right back for Rotherham, or have you moved central now? No, I've been playing both. So um, we played um, a back three for a bit. Okay. So I was playing right of a right of a three. Uh, played a lot of games right back, and I've also played centre-back as well so yeah. yeah just anywhere along the line really but um as i say i still feel fit and i can get about i'm still quite quick and stuff like that not as quick as i used to be like but <laughs> i'm still i can still get about and um as i say my body's coping uh, I, I know it won't cope for that much longer but while it is i'm gonna enjoy it definitely definitely so yeah. just while while we touch on your position then as a right back obviously you've you've dealt with some probably unbelievable players yourself but what do you what do you feel like in terms of the criticism of Trent and his positioning and being on the right himself? Because I feel like it's it's you know it, it can be justified at times, but he gets a lot of stick considering there's probably players in his position in the league that are yeah. underperforming as well. Yeah, I think I think he's just had a bad season. Like as 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 this, the past three or four seasons, he's played right back and he, he's done all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know he is a bit suspect at times, but. You can't have it all all your own way, like going mm-hmm. forward, because he's an absolutely amazing talent. It, like what he does with the ball is unbelievable. He he's one of the only right backs I've seen dictate a game from right back. Like yeah. everything goes through him. Do you know what I mean? Even even oh, the past four or five years, everything's gone through him in terms of assists and whatever. And, and the same goes for Andy Robertson a bit. People have them seasons. You know what I mean? Every, they're, they're not machines. They're not robots. The the human beings and. Things like that happen. You you have bad times, and and you forget he's still relatively young as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To achieve what he's achieved in a, in a, his career and the level he's been playing at is unbelievable. He is gonna have a little bit of dip, like everybody has a dip at, at some point. But I know he'll get back to where he wants to be. Um, I think he he's just lucky that he has been poor defensively, but his attacking play has been really good. Yeah. So do, do you know what I mean? I, I know a couple of years ago or last season or whatever, I think. He had the balance of both. He was he was decent defensively, and then his attack and play was really good. So no one, the whole team done well in in general, and 
the whole team haven't done well this season. So I don't mm. think it's just down to him. I think it's just the general thing. I mean, the levels they've been playing at is four or five years. Listen, as a footballer, I know what they've been going through. I know what it's, the demands on the body and stuff like that. They had the World Cup straight from the World Cup to, to back playing. Yeah. It's a lot. And then you forget about the family life and stuff like that, which could be stressful at times, people who've got kids or whatever. It, it is a lot for them. But um, as I say, like I have no no worries about him. I just think he's had a poor season defensively. That's it. Do you, would you say he was right back going forward or would you say he'll transition into the midfield permanently if we get a right back? I don't know. I don't... Listen, I like him. I, I think he's been sensational at right back. He's been one of the yeah. best right backs in the world. And I don't know if I mean his passing ability is great and stuff like, like that. And and to play in midfield, I, I just I, it's hard to say because I'd have to see him in there properly. I know he's yeah. at the minute he, he's he's flit, fluttering in and out, but it's just sort of a hybrid position at the minute, and he's coming in and yeah. out. But as an actual midfielder, I know he used to play there as a kid, but it's probably different when you're coming up against the big boys. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you know the the proper big boys in, in midfield who dictate games and absolute monsters so for me I think he's a right back uh, he's absolutely world class right back, he's not just a right back he's unbelievable, as I said I think he's just had a poor season defensively um, I think he's been targeted a lot and when it, when you're getting targeted a lot listen, people are going to beat you, that's the best defenders in the world, they're going to beat you it happens, mm. but I think it's highlighted a lot when it's him making mistakes or whatever. As you said before, there's other players that aren't playing as well, but just because of the levels that Sen's been playing at, mm. it's more noticeable. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's Liverpool, <laughs> and everyone hates Liverpool. Do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, um, for me, he, he's definitely he's, he's a world class right back. Yeah, I I'd like to see him stay right back personally. But I just feel like yeah. we need to find a solution to helping him out more than. Yeah. You know, moving his position as much as his yeah. hybrid position's quality at the minute, we need to work a solution out to help I him. Think, I think when you look at when they were successful, I think it was always Trent and Henderson on that side sort of thing. I know you had Salah, but Trent always had Henderson like helping yeah. him, backing him up, covering him for him. You know, even when he went fit, and that's what I'm saying. Henderson hasn't had a great season, so yeah. from what Henderson was doing, he's not doing that to help uh, Trent, but. As I say, as a as a right back individually, I know the game's changed, but first and foremost, you've got to be able to defend one v one. Do you know what I mean? And he hasn't done that greatly this season. There's some games though I've watched them and I've gone bloody hell, you've done well there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And you can see he's trying to prove a point. But as I said, listen, you're not going to get the best of everything, are you? There's, no. do, do you know what I mean? Like you look at Kyle Walker, who's probably the best right back at the minute, but that's just because of his defensive. Uh, capabilities, you know what I mean? Like no one goes by him. If he gets goes up the pitch, he can't cross. Yeah. Oh, he ca- he can't get the assist that Trent gets. So it's horses for course. Can't have the it? best like, of both worlds, it, can you? Exactly. Yeah. So it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? And as I say, for me, he's a world class right back, and I think with a good rest this obviously this summer, good pre season, I think he'll be back to his best. Do you think we're getting top four or? What? Do you know what? Um, I think we will. I've got. I've just got a little feeling. I, I mean, what they've done and where they've come back from has been really good, to be fair. And I think, like the players are in um, form at the right time, you, you'd sense Fabinho, Virgil's playing better. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Conate has been playing well. Salah's scoring goals. I think um, Darwin's not been great, but do you know what I mean. He's still a threat. But um, 
I just think they're all in a good place at the minute. And I mm. think it's it's better chasing someone than actually being in there. So they're the, the chasing the pack down and they've made up, made up the ground again. Um, yeah. Unbelievably, yeah. So and I, I like they're having a good time in Barca there on the aisle, seeing them last I know, night. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah, <laughs> seeing that. But they deserve it, mate. It's a long old season, you know what I mean? As I said, I know the demands first, and especially at that level as well. Um, yeah. The demands it takes out here and the commitment you have to put in. I know people say they get paid this, that, the other, but it, it's still hard work, do you know what I mean? You've got to take that out of the equation. They're still working and grafting the, 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 the backsides off. Yeah, so they, it's deserved a nice little break well, for them. I always, I always wonder on that one, the money side of things, obviously. It's not the players' fault that the money's so heavily involved in the game, is it? So it's just an unfair criticism at times, isn't it? Definitely. Listen, if you, if you, if you worked in Tesco and someone said, yeah, there's more, more money, you're going to take it, aren't you? Exactly. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like... It, it's one of them, like, I, I get what people say and that, but at the end of the day, the clubs pay them. Do you know, do you know what I mean? They're the ones who are setting the, the levels of the of, of the structures of the wages and stuff like that. So you can't blame anyone for, for getting what they want out of it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And especially if they're performing and, and they, they serve it, then fair play to them. We are now going to do a quick fire round with our guests. This could be very controversial. Best ground you've played in other than Anfield? That's so fun, though. <laughs> Mate, do you know what? I think I played at every ground from Prem to League One. Really, yeah? That's yeah. some going. Yeah. I think I've done most grounds in, in the Football League. Um, I, I want to say Tottenham, but as I said, the atmosphere in that weren't there. Yeah. Old Trafford. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Played that there where it's been a full house and it was really good, yeah. Scored the winner actually. Did you? Yeah, yeah in the in oh, penalty shootout in the FA Cup. Yeah, love that. Um, best player you've played with? Gotta be Steven Gerrard, isn't it? I don't know it's an easy one. Steven Gerrard, and it's now best player by a mile. Obviously, we've seen him as fans, and he's everything to us. Does he set the demand in training every single day? Ridiculous levels are just so high. It's just elite mentality, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When you when I look back on it now and I think of the things he, he was doing then, unbelievable. Like I got to see a first hand in training. Standards yeah. are so high. Like you weren't one of them who'd shout and talk, shout at people and that. He'd just do it. He'd, he'd, he'd let you know by just showing you. You know, in mm. training, his levels were just unbelievable. Okay, the best player you've played against? I'd go Hazard. In his prime? Was he in his prime in his, when you was in the prime? In his prime, Chelsea, yeah. Ridiculous, mate. I thought I could just bully him because he was so small and that, but he's stronger than any <laughs> ever, mate, and he's so fast. Just could not get near him. Absolutely ridiculous. It's a shame what's happened to him, isn't it? At Real. I know, yeah, I just don't know. It's mad. It's mad, isn't it? Okay, the, the best game you've played in? Oh, that's, that's a tough one, that. None really played that many games. <laughs> played that many games. I, I can't really... Probably the Champions League, Galatasaray. I know we got beat, but for a moment, for a... For myself, it was absolutely mm-hmm. surreal. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was unbelievable. A lad from Liverpool, from Toxteth, playing in the Champions League at, in Istanbul. Ridiculous. Well, was I look the, back was at it, it now. Hostile? Yeah, it was really hostile. Yeah, the atmosphere was great. So I'd have to say that, yeah. Okay. And last, your advice for any youngster coming through the pro ranks? Just be the best you can be. Enjoy it. Work hard. Um, don't look back at things and have any excuses for, for not 
getting to where you want to be. It's all never, and another thing, never dream too big. Do you know what I mean? Like, set your standards really high, and you just never know what can happen. Brilliant, that mate. Nice one for that. Yeah. No problem. All right. Um, thanks for joining us today, Lee. Uh, appreciate your time, mate. And I know you've got a load on yourself. So yeah. Um, good luck with whatever decision you take next, and um, have a good few weeks off, regardless. Nice one, bud. Cheers. Nice one, mate. Cheers, mate. Take care. Ta-ra-na. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast, and thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com forward slash the road end pod and on instagram instagram slash the road end pod 